It's Thursday, July the 16th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, tax win for Apple and GDP bounce back for China. First, the world in brief. The European Union's second highest court ruled that Apple will not have to pay a 13 billion euro, 14.8 billion dollar Irish tax bill. The ruling overturns a 2016 decision by the European Commission and presents its head of competition, Margareta Vestager, with a challenge as she investigates national tax deals. Wednesday's decision could still be challenged at the European Court of Justice. China's economy returned to growth. GDP in the world's second biggest economy increased by 3.2% in the second quarter compared with the same period last year. Piddling by China's recent standards, the increase is near miraculous given the current climate. China vowed to retaliate after President Donald Trump ended Hong Kong's privileged trading status in response to its imposition of a sweeping national security law on the territory. China's foreign ministry said it would impose sanctions on relevant American entities. The New York Times reported that the White House was considering summarily revoking the visas of Chinese Communist Party members. The share price of SMIC, China's biggest chip manufacturer, more than tripled after making its debut on the star market in its hometown of Shanghai today. The firm trails its competitors technologically, but has the full weight of the Chinese government behind it. Its listing will test whether money can buy success in the complex business of chip making. Twitter succumbed to the worst kind of tweet storm. Hackers breached its security systems and sent out a flurry of fraudulent messages from many of the most high-profile accounts on the site. They made it appear as if Joe Biden, Bill Gates, Elon Musk and Kanye West were promising their followers that Bitcoin sent to the address below will be sent back doubled. Goldman Sachs reported $2.4 billion in profits for its second quarter, which ended on June 30th. The American bank beat analysts' expectations with net revenues of $13.3 billion, its second highest on record, and 41% higher than in the same period in 2019. Investment banking, fixed income and equities generated some of the highest net revenues for the bank in years. And Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson agreed to establish an independent inquiry into the country's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. He did not stipulate when the investigation would begin, but it will not happen immediately. The government has been criticised for its handling of the crisis, and an inquiry would have wide scope to scrutinise government decisions. And now, here's today's agenda. America's census, head-counting in a pandemic. Today, mask-clad census workers will go door-knocking, starting in six states. Idaho, Maine, West Virginia, Louisiana, Missouri and Oklahoma. The aim is to reach the 38% of households that have yet to respond online, by mail or phone. COVID-19 has complicated America's decennial count, which determines the size of each state's congressional delegation and its share of federal aid. Typically, the worry is that responses will lag behind in hard-to-reach communities, such as those with many undocumented immigrants or without internet, shortchanging them when money is apportioned. 
Now, rich city dwellers who upped sticks in the pandemic may cause an undercount of their own. Manhattan's Upper East Side currently trails the rest of the city in its response rate by seven percentage points, compared with a nine-point lead in 2010. So the Census Bureau has its work cut out. Expecting to make 56 million house calls before the October deadline, it acquired 3.6 million bottles of hand sanitizer. Tax this. Apple takes a bite out of the EU. Apple will not have to pay 13 billion euros, 14.8 billion dollars in back taxes after the European Commission lost a landmark case in the bloc's second highest court, severely damaging Brussels' efforts to crack down on tax avoidance. The Commission had accused Ireland of offering the iPhone maker a sweetheart deal, which it argued violated state aid rules. Countries in the EU are not allowed to dish out cash or unfair tax breaks to businesses, lest companies from some countries gain an advantage over rivals. Enforcing such rules is one of the few tools the Commission has to regulate member states' tax affairs. The verdict from the EU's General Court can be challenged at the European Court of Justice, the bloc's highest judicial body, but if the Commission does not lodge an appeal or loses one, the use of this tactic could stand in doubt, and the EU will need new ways of cracking down on tax avoidance. Patty Power, The Economist's Big Mac Index In foreign exchange markets, 7 yuan will buy you a dollar. But 7 yuan stretches further in China than a dollar does in America. One example is the McDonald's Big Mac hamburger. It costs about 21 yuan 70 in China and $5.71 in America, according to prices collected by The Economist. By that measure, 3.8 yuan buys as much as a dollar. Motivated by this logic, The Economist has compared the price of Big Macs around the world since 1986. The latest results, published Wednesday, are a rough gauge of the purchasing power of currencies. It suggests that many currencies are undervalued relative to the dollar on the foreign exchange markets. A few, such as the Swiss franc, are overvalued. The Lebanese pound was undervalued until inflation took off late last year, raising local prices even as the pound remained pegged to the dollar. The Big Mac alone jumped 38% in price. Bringing in the dough, Domino's. Despite their best healthy eating intentions, many Americans indulged under lockdown. In recent months, customers have opted for their favorite processed or frozen treats to the delight of big food brands. Consumers have also kept purveyors of an old takeaway staple busy. Alone among restaurant businesses, pizza chains have seen consistent sales growth throughout the past few weeks. But will that translate into better earnings? Investors will find out today when Domino's reports second quarter results. Retailers and restaurants alike have struggled to keep up with home delivery demand, prompting costs to rise and weighing on overall margins. But Domino's, which entered the pandemic with a well-developed delivery fleet, is better prepared than most. That will continue to prove handy, as will customers who remain wary of indoor dining as COVID-19 cases again surge across the country. Investors agree. They have sent the company's New York-listed stock up by 37% since the start of the year. Low and mighty, China's economic rebound. Normally, economic growth of 3.2% would be a calamity for China. 
Now it looks like a triumph. Data out today shows that the world's second-largest economy managed to expand in the second quarter compared with a year earlier, even if at a sluggish rate unthinkable a year ago as it emerged from its coronavirus lockdown. It marks a sharp turnaround from the first quarter when it contracted by 6.8%, its worst showing in more than four decades. Even minimal growth underscores its outperformance. China is the only big economy forecast to grow this year, according to the International Monetary Fund. Analysts explain China's success by noting that infrastructure investment is up significantly and that loose credit has bolstered consumer confidence. But the fundamental reason is far simpler. China has all but snuffed out COVID-19 since February. That has allowed the economy to get back in gear, even if people remain wary. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Ida B. Wells, who was born on this day in 1862. The way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.